Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that before we were born, we had gill slits. That shows we were going through a fist stage before we became human. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Did she ever observe these so-called gill slits turning into lungs? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books once said that people had 48 chromosomes. We now know that people have 46. So be careful about trusting everything you read in a science book. When I asked if anyone had seen those gill slits and unborn babies turn into lungs, I already knew the answer was no. But there is one book I do trust. It's called the Bible, the Word of God. It's never been proven wrong. But there is somebody who did watch us as we were formed inside our mothers long before sonograms. Do you know who that was? If I was in Sunday school, I know the answer would be the Lord. Is that right, Grandpa? Yes, indeed. Let me read from the book of Psalms, chapter 139. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Wow, that's amazing, Grandpa. Right, but some people like to say that people do not really count as people until they are born. That's why they say that unborn babies go through a fish stage, and their basis for saying this is from drawings that were false. But we know from the first chapter of Genesis that God made plants and animals to reproduce after their kind. So a fish would not turn into a person. But then where do people come from? Now again, when we read from the first book of the Bible, Genesis, it tells about how God created people in his own image. That makes human beings very special. In what ways are we special? The very fact that we're having this conversation shows that we are special. The smartest animals are supposed to be chimpanzees and whales. But do you think they talk about God or where they came from? Do they talk about morality and reason? Are they concerned about their impact on the environment? Do they ponder the meaning of life? Or do they ask themselves, why are we here? No, I do not think so. Good answer. We have an entire book of the Bible, Ecclesiastes, where the king talks about his search to find the meaning of life. Could an animal write such a book or even think about all these things? No, it would have to be someone created in God's image. I agree, and that's a fact. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. This whole idea of gill slits, uh, the yolk sac, the tail, it tries to paint the human embryo as some type of developing animal or something of that nature. But our discussion today is because we are coming up on the anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision, which occurred, I believe, in 1973, which legalized abortion across America by a 5-4 decision. 
and it's one that has greatly impacted our culture. In terms of the gill slits that w was discussed in that piece, Carl, what do those gill slits actually turn into? Actually, the gill slits are not gills at all. <laughs> yeah. There's no gill tissue. They're branchial clefts. Basically, they're little folds in the skin of the neck as the embryo uh, changes shape and size. And there's no past tense. In other words, there's no uh, previous animal being displayed in the, in the mother's womb as the baby goes from single cell to the several trillion cell human being that is eventually born. So none of these things about uh, transitioning from a fish stage to an amphibian stage and all these other things that was presented in the Roe v. Wade decision-making process, none of that's true, none of that's scientific. It, and it's, a lot of it's based on work of a fellow named of Ernst Haeckel in the uh, uh, 1800s who convinced uh, people to believe that all embryos at a certain stage of development looked alike. And thus, the human embryo went through a bunch of different previous animal stages before becoming actual human. And this allowed some people of conscience to go ahead and say, well, okay, ab abortion is okay in the first trimester when we're still just fish. And it was based on bad science, evolutionary uh, preconceptions that were totally false, and even a lot of... Uh, I guess malice, if you want to call it this, but some evidence that the people like Ernst Haeckel used this as an actual fraud uh, to try to get their point across that Darwinism was true. So fraudulent information was used, and years after it was proven to be fraudulent to affect a case that's still affecting millions of babies to this day. The drawings that they were talking about of human embryos, not only do they label gill slits, but they also say there's a yolk sac, thinking that we're some kind of bird or avian, which actually is for early blood cell production before the bone marrow take over later. And of course they say it has a tail, which is, will later be formed the coccyx, which is our tail bone, but it is not a tail. So again, they're trying to paint us as being some type of animals. Now Terry, I know that this thing is near and dear to your heart because you worked in this area. What are your thoughts here? Yes, I, um, I volunteered at the San Antonio Pregnancy Care Center for 15 years doing data entry. I was basically the only male volunteer you would see at the center. Uh, so, so I was in this world and, and what I what I really think would be helpful for my pro-life brothers and sisters out there to know is, is the background on all of this. Um, Darwin's fingerprints are all over abortion. I mean, his, his son um, was the, the president of the First International Congress of Eugenics and that's uh, his cousin that coined the term eugenics. And you have others like uh, Madison Grant and Harry Hamilton, who drafted Virginia's Racial Integrity Act. Uh, of course, Margaret Sanger, who wrote The Pivot of Civilization, which was a book on eugenics. And the most recent example, the most blurring recent example, is Cecile Richards, who is the, 
president of Planned Parenthood, or I guess she's still the current president. She was also, or is also, the founder of the Texas Freedom Network, which once the general theory of evolution taught as fact without question in our public schools. And it would really be helpful for uh, everyone out there listening who, who is pro-life to understand where people are coming from because you cannot expect people to have biblical values, in this case pro-life values, if they don't believe the Bible. If, if their worldview is built on secular humanism and uh, Darwinism and, um, and philosophical materialism, there's no sense in trying to convince them by discussing with them why abortion is wrong. I mean, they're just not going to get it. You've got to address the root of the problem, which is they don't believe the Bible. And this is where we can help as the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We can go to um, your church or, or whatever group you have and speak to you on this and, and, and help you understand where these people are coming from so you can better talk to them and address this issue. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking about abortion, the Roe v. Wade decision, which, whose anniversary is coming up. Abortion very often is a justification of getting rid of unborn babies as not really being human. Carl Sagan described the embryo as a kind of parasite, then something like a fish with gill arches, then reptilian, finally a mammalian, stating the end of the second month the fetus is still not quite human, which is exactly what you were talking about, Carl, in terms of trying to paint that we go through different stages. But genetically, are we not human from the first zygote? From the very first time of conception, in other words, when the sperm manages to get through the defenses of the egg and fertilize that egg, it is human from the get-go. There is no other stage it goes through. Terry, in the background of all this, who was Roe? Roe, she was a, a lady, um, interestingly enough, an unmarried lady that actually had her baby. Her baby was not aborted, but her lawyers, uh, namely Sarah Weddington, were wanted to strike down all the state abortion laws, so they used her and, and, um, and filed a suit. And, and, and their, their concern was, was not this lady they were suing for, but yeah, she was just used by her lawyers. Roe was a front. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the lawyer wanted to have abortion, which she did. Mm -hmm. And... What happened to her later? Later, she, she said, you know, because of the mental cost, there's a mental cost to abortion. You can say it's just tissue. You can say, well, you know, we've gotten rid of it and I, and I can move forward. But the amount of women who have talked about years later thinking about who that person could have been, uh, the loss and the mental anguish that they go through. We try to oversimplify this whole discussion, but there are real costs when we do something. When you kill someone, which is which sadly is what we're talking about here today. 
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. <laughs>